And you're on right now with Jim Dawes coming to you on the Mojo Five O Radio Network and bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Hoping to convince you the reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually king. We're live on iHeartRadio, available on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast directories. You can follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. You can shoot me an email. The address is rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. That's spelled D-A-W-S. Or you can call the vent line and raise hell at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, now I see why they kept Joe Biden locked in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you called his big speech yesterday. It was designed to to reassure the uh, the Democrat faithful that Joe Biden was in the hunt. He's back on the campaign trail. He's ventured out of his basement and is uh, taken to the campaign trail. And of course, this was uh, supposed to be a big speech in order to uh, to blame the violence, the rioting, the arson, the looting, and the murder that's going on in Democrat cities across this nation. To blame it on Donald Trump. <laughs> but, you know, uh, you can't, the, the media can't control the narrative anymore because social media, uh, there's just too many cameras out there. And uh, after the media tried to, you know, claim that this was a, a return to the trail, you saw the actual photographs of the event, uh, not the tight shot. That was designed to uh, to make it look like uh, you know Biden was uh, back in the hunt, but the wide shot that showed what was really going on. He was in an auditorium or some sort of big barn of a company in Pittsburgh, about what about two hundred miles from his home in Delaware, and uh, there were seven people present. <laughs> seven people. He doesn't even allow. You know, many reporters, he had uh, circles drawn on the floor and uh, these chairs, total of seven people in the audience. Now, there were Biden supporters. They were locked out of the building and they numbered in, at the most a couple of dozen. Fox News brought us pictures of that and it was a sad sack presentation indeed. But, uh, you know, Biden's aim was to uh, to show how vigorous he was and to try to blame the riots, arsons, lootings, and murders that have happened in Democrat cities across this country on Donald Trump. Yes, it's Trump's fault. After the Democrats have ignored this, incited it, uh, contextualized it, encouraged it, now they're seeing that uh, something that you know, any uh, political operative ought to know Americans aren't real fond of a breakdown in law and order. And this has been benefiting Trump greatly, even with these skewed polls. He is he is uh, caught up and passed Joe Biden and many of these upper Midwest swing states, including uh, the two of the states that have seen this uh, this unrest, this uh, chaos up close, and that's that's of course uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota. But you know, Tucker pointed out in his show last night, hardly has there ever been a a, a presidential campaign speech, and this one lasted a total of twelve minutes, delivered to eight people, that was so full of lies. I mean, it was literally. One lie after the next for a solid 12 minutes, at which point Biden spun on his heel and, uh, and rushed out of the room without answering any questions. I'll just, I guess I'll just start by playing you this clip from Tucker's show. I, uh, I ended up behind Tucker on the news cycle on this one. Usually I'm ahead of Tucker on the news cycle because he comes on, you know, at eight in the evening, eight in the evening, eight in the evening. And, uh, and I'm earlier in the day. So, uh, a lot of the stories that you see covered on Tucker's show, I will break here first and uh, give you a very similar take on it. But last night, um, since uh, Biden's uh, address was after uh, my show, then uh, Tucker went first. And here is what 
Here is Tucker's take on it. Biden's 12 minutes today in Pennsylvania may have been the most thoroughly dishonest speech ever given by an American presidential candidate. Virtually every word of it was the opposite of the truth. It was literally beyond belief. But there was at least one honest line in that speech. We want to highlight it for you because that line reveals what all of this is really about. Here it is. His failure to call on his own supporters to stop acting as an armed militia in this country shows how weak he is. They're acting as an armed militia. (laughs) Well, actually, I wish they were acting more as an armed militia, Uh, but they're not. They're not turning up in these Democrat cities uh, that are being burned to the ground. Uh, In one case, a 17-year-old kid showed up and uh, was immediately attacked and uh, had to defend himself. In Kenosha, of course, back to this clip. Does anyone believe there'll be less violence in America if Donald Trump is reelected? That is the overarching, ominous statement that the Democrats keep telling us. If you reelect Donald Trump, you ain't seen nothing yet. You just think you've seen some Democrat-sponsored violence. You reelect Donald Trump, and does, do you really think it's going to get better? Kamala Harris, I'll play you that clip a little later, uh, has said that outright. Here's Tucker's take on this. Oh, think there'll be less violence if he's reelected? Got it? It's a nice country you have here. It'd be a shame if something were to happen to it. That's not an observation, obviously. It's a threat. And it wasn't a mistake either. It's not a line he just blurted out. That line was in Biden's prepared remarks. His campaign tweeted it out later. They were proud of it. This is the official message of the Biden campaign. If you dare reelect Donald Trump, prepare for more rioting. Yep. And uh, let me let me find this clip of uh, Kamala Harris uh, threatening the same thing. If I can, let me do a F search here. Yeah, here we go. This is uh, Kamala Harris appearing uh, on Stephen Colbert's show, uh, saying this outright, uh, just taking the the veil right off of this. Uh, this I, I started to call it an implied threat, but it's not an implied threat. It is a it is a overt threat clear that I, I know that there are protests still happening in yes. major cities across the united states i'm just not seeing the reporting on it she's smiling yes yes uh and of course at the democrat national convention kamala harris called this a crisis of conscience that's going on in our streets that i that right, i had that's right. for the first few weeks that's um, right. But they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And that's they're not. This is a movement. I'm telling you, they're not going to stop. And and everyone beware because they're not going to stop. It is going to they're not going to stop before Election Day in November. And they're not going to stop after Election Day. Now, she's smiling when she says this. she thinks it's a good thing. It serves their purpose. But, of course, Biden blamed all of this on Trump. The one guy that has been demanding that uh, these these Democrat governors and mayors restore order and offering federal assistance to do so, while they've turned a blind eye to it, that's the one they blame. This president, long ago, forfeited any moral leadership in this country. He can't stop the violence because for years he's fomented it. You know, he may believe... Mouthing the words, law and order makes him strong. But his failure to call on his own supporters to stop acting as an armed militia in this country shows how weak he is. Have you heard Joe Biden demand that the Democrats, supporters, Antifa and Black Lives Matter get the hell off the streets and stop burning things down? No. They went through four days of a Democrat National Convention and didn't mention it at all. But Trump's supposed to tell his supporters to hide in their homes when they haven't been engaging in any of this violence. Does anyone believe there'll be less violence in America if Donald Trump is reelected? We need justice in America. We need safety in America. Well, their definition of justice is a total and complete capitulation to the Black Lives Matter movement, and it won't end until... They've got a guaranteed income, a guaranteed housing, a guaranteed health care, free uh, tuition, all of these things. These, uh, you know, this stopped being about these uh, these black criminals resisting arrest and being shot by police officers or in uh, the case of George Floyd dying of a massive fentanyl and methamphetamine overdose. It stopped being about that a long time ago. 
One of the big lies that Biden repeated again yesterday is uh, he's trying to he, he realized that in, in order to win the Democrat primary campaign, he had to promise to get us off fossil fuels and uh, and fracking, which has turned America into energy independent country. He knows now that that has basically sealed his fate in Pennsylvania. And so he's trying to say that he, he, he's not going to ban fracking. Here is, uh, here is Biden uh, at that speech last night as compared to his statements on the campaign trail to this previously. I am not banning fracking. Let me say that again. I am not banning fracking. No matter how many times Donald Trump lies about me. Like what about say stopping fracking and stopping yeah. I am not banning fracking. No matter how many times Donald Trump lies about me. There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking. I am not banning fracking. No matter how many times Donald Trump lies about me. No more, no new fracking. No matter how many times Donald Trump lies about me. We, we are... We are going to get rid of fossil fuels. No matter how many times Donald Trump lies about me. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, we would would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. I mean, uh, I guess, I guess if you've got the entire mainstream media carrying your water for you, you can... You can, you know, spin on your heels and tell lies and deny reality. I'm just going to play another montage. This is Joe Biden because, uh, you know, that one there was kind of choppy. This is a montage of Joe Biden on the campaign trail telling his supporters that there will be no new fossil fuel exploration. Now, that includes fracking, Joe. Sorry. Sorry, you can't have it both ways. You can't eliminate all fossil fuels without also eliminating fracking. No more, no new fracking. We, we are, we are going to get rid of fossil fuels. Well, like, what about say stopping fracking and stopping? Yeah. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, we would, we would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. We're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate. I don't know, you know, how big a lie the Democrats think they can get away with. You know, at one point in his speech, he um, he was calling for law and order, and when you looked at his words, they were almost an exact replica of uh, Mike Pence's speech on Wednesday night of the Republican convention. I mean, you know, I know he likes to plagiarize and crib other people's speeches, but in this case, he he almost exactly matched Mike Pence's speech. Now, I know, you know, there's only so many ways you can say we are for law and order. We are for the uh, enforcement of, and prosecution of laws, and we uh, we demand that the violent riots stop. But the the similarity and the, the narrative really was quite striking. And of course, no Biden speech would be complete without a, um, a glitch, uh, a stammer, um, a, a gaffe. And here was the, uh, the big one from yesterday. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's when you think about it, more lives this year than any other year for the past hundred years. More lives this year than any other year for the past hundred years. I don't know about that. We're, we're going to talk more about uh, the COVID pandemic later on in the show. But, you know, uh, when you listen to Biden there, you realize why Nancy Pelosi last week said this. Did you ask about that? I myself just don't tell anybody I told you this, especially don't tell Joe Biden. I don't think that there should be any debates. I do not think that the president of the United States has comported himself in a way. Joe, uh, Donald Trump doesn't deserve to debate Joe Biden. (laughs) 
Oh, man, it's going to be glorious if Joe Biden does step onto the stage with Donald Trump because he's just caught in too many contradictions, too many lies, too many many, uh, alternate realities to stand on stage with a guy who specializes in calling bullshit. Right after the event, Biden was trying to get some, you know, uh, some positive press coverage. And so he decided he was going to deliver pizzas to a local chapter of the International Association of Firefighters, their strongest supporters, his strongest supporters. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll leave aside for now the, the wisdom of delivering pizzas, but didn't turn out as as smoothly as as old Joe and his his uh, supporters in the media had hoped because there were Trump supporters on the scene. Yeah, they're calling him out on his fracking lies and and, uh, congratulating him for finally getting out of the basement. Hey, we got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Well, uh, Donald Trump's tactic is basically to to go wall to wall. Just be on every possible way to speak to the voters all the time. He gives a daily press briefing from the White House briefing room and talks about the campaign. And he talks about the uh, administration's efforts on coronavirus. And last night, um, he went on Laura Ingram's show at uh, 10 o'clock on, uh, on Fox and, uh, and pushed back on Joe Biden's uh, attempt, to, uh, attempt to claim the riots for his fault. Here's what it sounded like. I'd like to mention Biden because he's not controlling anything. Who, who do you they think is pulling him. Biden's strings? Uh, is it former Obama People officials? that you've never heard of. People that are in the dark shadows. People that... Oh, what are, does that mean? That sounds like conspiracy theory. Dark shadows. No, what is people that? that you have... Dun, dun, dun. Dark shadows. Yes, they're most certainly funding this. Uh, all of these, uh, these riots that you see are not organic. They're astroturfed. They're being funded. The people that are arrested at these riots are being bailed out promptly with uh, millions of dollars that have been collected for these bail funds. You know, it's really amazing. This, uh, this convicted child molester, um, Jacob Blake, the one that was shot seven times in the back in, in Kenosha, they've got a GoFundMe that has raised uh, about four times the amount of money that the GoFundMe page for little Cannon... Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember his last name. The, the five-year-old boy that was shot in the head, uh, at, at, in North Carolina, Cannon Hennett. You know, what has become of our country when a, uh, a, a child sexual abuser, uh, can get more sympathy and more, you know, uproar about being shot, resisting arrest a little five-year-old boy who is riding his bicycle, minding his own business, who is shot in the head by one of these criminals. And that's about half the country now. About half this country have become just totally, um, well, degenerated, I guess is the only word I can find. Let me play the rest of this clip for you before we move on. Biden because he's not controlling anything. Who, who do you they think is pulling Biden's strings? People that you haven't heard of. They're, they're people that are on the streets. They're people that are controlling the streets. We had somebody get on a plane from a certain city this weekend. And in the plane, it was almost completely loaded with, with thugs wearing these dark uniforms, black uniforms with gear and this and that. They're, they're on a plane. Where's the where's this, this? I'll tell you sometime, but I, I, it's under investigation. Hundreds of millions of dollars have flowed from these big corporations to the Marxist, the self-declared Marxist organization, Black Lives Matter. They're putting that money to work. They're not uh, contributing it to try to restore the businesses of any of their uh, black uh, brothers who have been burned out by these riots. They're not using it for 
anything positive. They're just using it to foment their Marxist revolution. And Antifa is part of that. Money's flowing there, has been, from these interlocking networks of nonprofits that is funded and headed by George Soros. Here's a clip uh, from Trump in the uh, White House briefing room yesterday um, responding to Joe's uh, implied threat that if you reelect Donald Trump, these riots will continue. Biden is using Biden is using mafia talking points. The mob will leave you alone if you give them what you want. That's what it is. The the mob will leave you alone, give them what you want, but it doesn't work that way because once you give them, they keep taking, taking, taking. What happens is you give and give and give and you take and they no longer respect you. That's uh, uh, speaking from experience. Donald Trump was engaged in big time construction projects in New York City. He's got a little experience dealing with uh, these extortion rackets from from mobs and mob bosses. One more clip of Trump. I think this is uh, on with Laura again last night pushing back. No, he's uh, he's from the White House briefing room. He's he says it uh, outright. In America, we will never surrender to mob rule because if the mob rules, democracy is indeed dead. <laughs> it's just funny. Uh, these Democrats are trying to blame this on Trump. Do they really believe that America is going to go for this? They were telling us over and over again that these were peaceful protests. Again and again, while this was going on, you just had to watch it and shake your head. And now that they can't maintain this lie any longer, they see it's hurting them in the polls. Don Lamont, of all people, figured that out and told him. Then they're trying to spin on their heels and blame it on Donald Trump. Even though they are the ones that ignored it, excused it, incited it. When we get back from the break, we're going to catch up on uh, the developments out in Portland, Oregon. The president is uh, supposed to be traveling to Kenosha, Wisconsin. I think that's today or tomorrow. There's a uh, big um, primary in Massachusetts where uh, the the youngest Kennedy, the little redheaded Kennedy is his name, Joe. He's going up against uh, one of the longest serving Senators in Massachusetts, Ed Markey. Ed Markey is uh, one of the first people that went out and uh, and kissed the ring of uh, Ocasio Cortez, AOC. And now this is shaping up in Massachusetts as being a uh, a battle between the Kennedys and the the Marxist wing of the Democrat Party, and the Kennedys are behind catch up with that and more right after these messages on right now with jim dawes on the mojo 50 radio network stick with us You're back on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. Well, if you want to see a classic piece of propaganda in the in the tradition of Joseph Goebbels, flip to today's New York Times and look at a story entitled "How the Fatal Shooting at a Portland Protest Unfolded." This piece is a real doozy. It's it's authored by Stella Cooper, Drew Jordan, and Dimitri Kavan. And it is basically uh, a one-sided, slanted piece of propaganda de- designed to minimize the guilt of the murderer in Portland on Saturday evening and to uh, demonize the guy that was murdered. It starts out by characterizing the Patriot prayer movement as a white supremacist movement without offering any uh, supporting evidence whatsoever. It just uh, does one of these smears that uh, they are associated or they have attracted white supremacists. Truth of the matter is 
you can go on social media and see that they uh, have have uh, banished any of those uh, radical elements from their myths every time that they have, have uh, tried to act out. And then they go on to try to characterize the Antifa and Black Lives Matter thugs that have been in the streets of Portland, Oregon for going on two solid years as somehow protesters against uh, police brutality. And they characterize this, uh, this caravan that Patriot Prayer took into downtown Portland on Saturday night as somehow being provocative, as if driving a truck and waving an American flag is, um, is something that is supposed to incite your, uh, your attackers. They, they focus almost entirely on uh, the members of the caravans' attempts to defend themselves as they were being pelted with rocks from overpasses, uh, bottles uh, filled with urine and feces. And, uh, and at one point, um, you know, this, uh, this guy who later went on to murder Jay Danielson, um, approaching one of these, uh, these caravan, uh, members, these pickup trucks pulling out a gun and they, uh, they, they minimize that as well. It is really a piece of work. They, uh, they, they mischaracterize the prayer Patriot prayers leader, Joey Gibson as being a radical and then minimize the, uh, the actual, uh, black lives matter and Antifa who have been trying to burn down the federal courthouse and setting fire to city hall and setting fire to, uh, the police officers union as, uh, as being counter protesters again, as if you know, waving a flag out of a truck is somehow some sort of uh, provocative event. It says, as the vehicles displaying Trump flags and signs entered downtown, protesters gathered along the street to confront the caravan and in some cases block its route. You know, there's nothing more hilarious than watching one of these idiots trying to stand in front of a 4,000-pound pickup truck that's, you know, probably 250, 300 horsepower, capable of towing 8,000 pounds and pushing against its bumper as if they're going to stop it. We have seen enough of these incidences where uh, if you are in a car, you know not to stop because you're liable to be drugged out of the car and beaten or have your windows burst. So, yeah, uh, Patriot Prayer went in to Portland they stayed on the streets. They were driving. They were waving flags. They were set upon, and they responded with uh, with pepper spray and uh, and uh, pepper balls and paintball guns. And then they talk about this uh, this man in white who they refused to identify, although his his name is is now part of the public record. And uh, and they they go on to characterize the actual event where this guy shot. Uh, Jay Danielson, I'm looking for his name right now. He has been identified online by um, people on Reddit uh, because of his, his uh, clothing and his distinctive Black Lives Matter tattoo on his neck. I can't find his name right now. But, um, but they make it sound as if Jay Danielson had it coming. They do show the video that uh, it's a grainy video taken from across the street where these these Antifa and Black Lives Matter radicals uh, spot Jay Danielson and say, hey, we got some right here. We got a couple of right here. And then he says um, that the man says he's macing you. He's pulling it out. That I've watched the video several times, and that doesn't sound like what he says to me. It says, it sounds like to me, he says, we got a couple right here. Pull it out, pull it out. And then the video quite clearly shows this murderer just to pull out a gun and shoot the guy twice in the chest. But, you know, how you can take that sequence of events and spin it in a, in a way as to minimize the ongoing riots and, and call the, the people that were just driving through the streets of Portland that somehow they didn't have a right to be there 
is pretty damn amazing. You know, they've been telling us so long that these are peaceful protests uh, that they're, they're really caught on the horns of their own dilemma. And that is now they're trying to uh, say, well, it's, it's ongoing riots and, uh, and uh, lawlessness, but it's not our fault. It's Donald Trump's fault. We don't need to do a lot of research to find clips online of uh, something like this. By standing and recommending that you should be deployed to, quote, dominate your fellow citizens for exercising their rights to peacefully protest and threatening if governors didn't do something. Peaceful protest, Joe Biden says. That was, uh, that was just about 10 days ago. <laughs> this was before Don Lamont uh, pointed out that, you know, uh, the, uh, the breakdown of law and order in these cities is having a negative effect on the polling. And so now they, uh, they have changed the narrative entirely, admitting that there is violence, but it's not their fault. Here's a, a montage of Democrat politicians and, and these left-wing media talking heads excusing the riots and pretending that they're peaceful protests. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I, I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it is not, uh, It is not generally speaking, unruly. I don't know. We could have a summer of love. I think this is a blind spot for Democrats. The rioting has to stop. It's showing up in the polling. This is not peaceful protest. This is not advocacy. This is where this was uh, from just the other night when they started getting a clue that uh, no, as a matter of fact, no, we're not fooling anybody by calling this peaceful protest. This is not peaceful protest. This is not advocacy to advance reforms or transform any system. Burning down communities is not protest. It's needless violence. The use of stormtroopers under the guise of law and order is a tactic that is not uh, appropriate to our country. Okay, so they're not peaceful protests. They're actually violent riots, but uh, we can't have federal stormtroopers, Gestapo, going in and trying to arrest the people that are actually committing the violence. In any way. The words and actions from President Trump have shown that this is an attack on our democracy. The presence of these federal officials, these federal officers, is not welcome here in New York City and is not needed here. The situation can be managed by the state, that there was no need for federal involvement. Here's some uh, some of their rhetoric that has encouraged all of this. It has been suggested that this is a trial run by the president of the United States who may be organizing uh, to not accept uh, what happens when we have the election. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, so we're going to continue with this uh this shell game that the democrats are playing it's peaceful protests okay well it's riots we admit it it's donald trump's fault well donald trump's trying to fix it donald trump is excited uh, uh inciting riots here's what it sounded like on Saturday night on the streets of Portland when these uh, Black Lives Matter Antifa agitators attacked Jay Danielson. Okay, I'm going to play that for you again. Listen closely. He says, we got some right here. We got one right here. And watch how quickly it escalates to the actual murder. They know who this guy is. They've uh, they've got him on video. The the people on uh, on Reddit have identified this guy. They've made no arrests yet. Doesn't seem like he would be terrible, de- uh, difficult to find. 
he's got an 11 year old daughter that he showed up, uh, earlier in the evening on Saturday at Ted Wheeler, the mayor of Portland's condo. Uh, he had her carrying a baseball bat and they were smashing windows and, uh, and, and teaching his daughter, his 11 year old daughter to, to riot. So here is, uh, Here's Jay Danielson's. They describe him as his partner. I don't know if it's his business partner or if they're in some sort of relationship. I think they're probably business partners. Jay Danielson, by the way, lives inside the city limits of Portland. That's probably why he was there. They, they murdered him for the hat he was wearing. But here is his partner describing the event um, that happened Saturday night. It escalated to the point that uh, they executed my partner. They hunted him down. They hunted us down. They recognized our Patriot Prayer hats. For anybody who doesn't know Patriot Prayer, Joey Gibson, the citizen's advocate, is a good man. We support him. He's a Christian conservative. Um, so they identified our hats. We've got a couple of them right here. We've got a couple of them right here. Pull it out. Pull it out. And, uh, see, that was, uh, that was a total lie that, uh, they wrote in the New York times claiming that, um, that one of the Antifa attackers said that Jay Danielson was pulling something out. In fact, it was the, uh, the Antifa attacker that was telling the gunman to pull his gun out. So they identified our hats. We've got a couple of them right here. We've got a couple of them right here. Pull it out. Pull it out. And uh, that what they said? that's what they said. We turned around. I didn't even didn't even register that somebody was pointing a gun at us until the shots went off and took off running. The and shooter took off running. The shooter took off running. And, uh, you, you know, you did, it takes a second for you to process everything that happened. You know, you, did he just shoot at me? Okay. I'm Okay. Turn over, and Jay's dead. Because he believes something different than them. Jay's not a racist. He's not a xenophobe or whatever label. He's not an ist or an ism. He's an independent man. He's a good man. And he didn't do anything to earn a bullet in the chest. If you could ask anything right now, Donald Trump, what would it be? Send troops. Send troops. Arrest these. Portland is as corrupt as any place you've ever seen, any place you've ever heard about in the movies. I have a friend sitting right behind me here who's uh, being charged currently with a felony riot while the DA is letting all these actual rioters out on the street. He was just out there waving an American flag. It's been charges pending for, what, two years? But somebody who's throwing explosive devices at the police, somebody, when I went to the hospital and I, I met a Homeland Security officer who was there because his buddy had caught a mortar round in the chest and burned right through his uniform. He got third-degree burns all over his burns all over his torso. Those people are being let go. Well, Christians and conservatives and anybody who is all of this is a result of selective prosecutions by the Portland DA, a George Soros funded district attorney that is there purposely uh, put there to to facilitate the breakdown of law and order. Rioters and looters are being turned back out on the street as fast as the Portland Police Department can arrest them. And anybody that stands in their way, anybody that even dares to wave an American flag will be arrested and the, the full weight of the law brought against them with these trumped up charges. And of course, you've probably heard this, but it's worth hearing again. This is uh, the, the Black Lives Matter um, organizer after they learned that this Patriot Prayer member, Jay Danielson, had been murdered. Everybody needs to realize what's going on in these streets. Our community can hold its own without the police. We can take out the trash on our own. 
So he's a fascist. He's a fascist because he disagreed with him. He's a Nazi because they disagreed with him. And she's, she's continuing to agitate for the abolition of the police department in Portland, saying they can police themselves. They can take out the trash by murdering anybody that opposes their Marxist agenda. Our community can, our community can hold its own without the police. We can take out the trash on our own. I am not sad that a fucking fascist died tonight. It's really quite amazing. I, I, you know, the, the idea that the Democrats are going to try to uh, play some sort of political jujitsu here and blame this on the Republicans after it's been going on for years and years, almost exclusively, well, actually exclusively in these Democrat cities. <laughs> I don't see how it's going to work. And I don't, I don't think, I, I'm like the president, I don't believe that uh, people are going to put up with this. And I think this is going to result in a, uh, a major landslide similar to the one that uh, Richard Nixon pulled off in, I guess it was 1972. Was it 72 or 74? The last time the Democrats uh, were condoning and sponsoring riots in the streets. And there was a giant backlash back then, and I think there will be a giant backlash again. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Here's a CNN reporter at yesterday's White House press briefing. You also take this chance to condemn what your supporters did? Well, I understand they had large numbers of people. So the CNN reporter wanted the president to condemn the Patriot Prayer caravan for having the nerve to drive through the streets of Portland. You also take this chance to condemn what your supporters did? Well, I understand they had large numbers of people that were supporters, but that was a peaceful protest. And paint is not, and paint is a defensive mechanism. Paint is not bullets. Uh, These people, they protested peacefully. They went in very peacefully. They went in peacefully, and he goes on to say that, uh, you know, defending themselves with paintball is not the same as uh, actual bullets. Michael Forrest Reinhall is the name of the suspect in this murdering. He, um, he's dressed in very distinctive clothing. There's pictures all over social media of him wearing this clothing and uh, earlier in the evening, pulling out a gun and brandishing it toward one of the, the um, caravan members that were driving through the streets. He'd been arrested previously. Once in July, he was charged with illegally possessing a firearm at one of these protests. He was immediately turned out by the the Soros-funded DA in Monmouth County. And now, uh, as a result of his failure to enforce the law, we've uh, we've got one person dead. Of course, now, if you take to social media and you defend the, uh, the 17 year old kid in Kenosha, Wisconsin for defending himself, they will suspend you from Twitter. Here's this clip that I, I meant to play, uh, of the president's, uh, statement at the yesterday's white house press briefing. Well, let's see here. Having a little trouble finding my clips today. If you'll stick with me, here we go. Yeah, please. I have a question on coronavirus, but first, you were just criticizing Joe Biden, saying he didn't mention the far left or Antifa during his speech today. You said you wanted to talk about left-wing political violence. Yeah. But I noticed you did not mention that your supporters were also in Portland this weekend, firing paintball guns at people, some form of pepper spray. So do you want to also take this chance to condemn what your supporters did? Well, I understand they had large numbers of people that were supporters, but that was a peaceful protest. And paint is not... And paint- were any of these caravan members burning and looting, attacking police officers? No. They were simply driving through the streets when Antifa, who's got a long history of this, set upon them. And, of course, they, uh, they used non-lethal methods in order to defend themselves. 
chance to condemn what your supporters did? Well, I understand they had large numbers of people that were supporters, but that was a peaceful protest. And paint is not, and paint is a defensive mechanism, paint is not bullets. Uh, Your supporters, your supporters, and they are your supporters indeed, uh, shot a young gentleman who, uh, and killed him, not with paint, but with a bullet. And I think it's disgraceful. These people, they protested peacefully. They went in very peacefully. And I'll tell you what they're protesting. They're protesting when they turn on television or read whatever they may be Well, I mean, it's, it's really a travesty how after months and months of violent rioting, rioting in the streets, they try to uh, characterize anybody who has the nerve to drive through the streets of Portland as somehow uh, getting what they deserve. Ted Wheeler, the the mayor of Portland, he's a radical Antifa supporter, but he's not radical enough for the taste of Antifa because they want anarchy, nothing less than the complete breakdown of law and order and society in Portland Street will satisfy them. So uh, last night, after he he made some mild uh, statements in condemnation for Antifa to stop the violence and not kill any more people, they uh, they went to his condo lobby, broke in and set a fire right inside the lobby of the condominium. The police were had been taken off of the streets by the uh, mayor and police commissioner in Portland. Said he was trying to de-escalate the situation. And so they tried to burn his condo down. And then once they were um, pushed out of that area, they went around to all of the local businesses, smashing their windows and, uh, and, and looting them. They went into one furniture store, dragged a bunch of furniture out in the middle of the street and set a, set a giant fire. Then they went into a dentist's office and set that on fire as well. Here's what the president has to say about Ted Wheeler. If you give violent extremists what they want, the violence doesn't go away. They gain new power to spread the terror nationwide. Uh, Most of our nation is extremely safe, by the way. You know, you only see the bad. You see Portland and Chicago and you see what's happened in New York just in a very short period of time. It's horrible what's happened in New York. I love New York. I come from New York. And when I see four years ago, I left and I could see that it was problems under this mayor. He's a terrible mayor, one of the worst. I can't say the worst. I mean, I've witnessed Portland. Hard to top him. But uh, he's certainly one of the worst. And uh, when I look at what's happening in New York and I look at what's happening in the city and so quickly. You you know, you look at these Democrat cities. You got Ted Wheeler, uh, de Blasio, the the little uh, soy boy mayor of Minneapolis. and uh, Lori Lightweight in Chicago. How the hell did major American cities, great cities, once great cities, fall into the hands of such weak and corrupt people? Well, you know the answer to that, of course. It's because that is today's Democrat Party. So on yesterday's show, we we uh, talked about this, this uh, shocking report out of the Centers for Disease Control, that show that 94% of all the COVID deaths in this nation, a number that of 170,000 that is wildly inflated, but 94% of those people had other serious morbidities. Either they were advanced age, 80, 90 years old. They had um, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. They had heart disease. They had all sorts of of comorbidities and the way we're characterizing this number of deaths that they've driven up to trumped up ginned up to 175,000 is totally at odds with the way they normally classify the causes of death. When, uh, when somebody with one of those serious comorbidities dies of pneumonia or the flu, for instance, Here's a doctor out in California. He was uh, he was one of the first ones to be thrown off of social media when he brought this to light. But he was saying this. Uh, I guess this has been about three months ago. And when someone, what's interesting to me too is when someone dies in this country right now, 
They're not talking about the high blood pressure, the diabetes, the stroke. They say, did they die from COVID? There's, as you, I, we've been to hundreds of autopsies. You, you don't talk about one thing. You talk about comorbidities. Their vessels were narrowed. Their lungs were a smoker. COVID was part of it. It is not the reason they died, folks. It is one of many reasons. So to be so simplistic to say that's a COVID death because they have COVID. You know how many people die with pneumonia or people that die from flu? With flu, I should say. It's not from flu. Their, their lungs were compromised by COPD. They had a heart attack two years ago. They have a weakened body. We aren't pressured to test for flu. But ER doctors now, my friends that I talk to say, you know, it's interesting. When I'm, when I'm writing up my death report, I'm being pressured to add COVID. Why is that? Well, I can tell you why is that is because uh, they're, they're profiting greatly off of it. If you classify something, something as a, a COVID death, you collect $39,000 as opposed to $0 if it's from a, another a cause of death. It's a pandemic, and it's being weaponized against our nation for political purposes. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us. And I hope you'll come back here again tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then.